Welcome to the channel of Anna Purdue. Look for the link below the podcast and make sure to upload the podcast so you can multitask while hearing the message. And you can also look for the link and um, once you open it up, you can scroll over and select your favorite platform, Apple, Spotify, or Google, and just look for the channel Anna Purdue. A huge shout out to Angela E, Jolie R, Leonard L, Jody F, and Rodney T for your donations to the channel. If you're interested in helping this channel, you can do so by clicking the donation link found on my website at AnnaPurdue.com. Disclosed TV on Telegram wrote, Strange how this legalization of child sacrifice to refine, shiun, Saturn, Kronos, and Corona happened on Halloween weekend. No coincidences under heaven. Amos 5.26 you have lifted up the shrine of your king, the pedestal of your idols, the star of your god. The footnotes in the Bible Gateway read, Or lifted up Sakuth your king, and Kaiwan your idols. Your star gods, Septuagint, lifted up the shrine of Molech, and the star of your god, Rephon, their idols. Then Richard Citizen, journalist on Telegram, wrote, Halloween is a demonic holiday and no one has any place participating in this national satanic ritual. What else took place this weekend? Climate justice campaigners held events in Scotland's two biggest cities on Sunday as world leaders arrived in Glasgow for the start of the COP26 summit. Hundreds of activists in Halloween costumes, of course, marched through Edinburgh and held a rally outside the Scottish Parliament. Meanwhile, the COP26 coalition launched its campaign just a few hundred meters from the official conference venue in Glasgow. On Phil's blog, he was delighted to announce the launch of a new climate change app in his blog titled Halloween, supporting the great cause building up to COP26. You're even giving away a pumpkin in store once you spend 15 euros on behalf of the Royal British Legion's favorite charities, the Poppy Appeal. Yep, I said that right. The Poppy Appeal. What is the government's principal objective for COP26? To persuade other governments to commit to reaching net zero by 2050, or to show off Britain to the world as a place to do business and build the Prime Minister's personal brand. As world leaders prepare to descend on Glasgow, who needs ghouls and ghosts this Halloween? We surely have the biggest bunch of Satan-worshipping evil congregated in one place since the Salem witch trials, Hitler's death camps, or the ISIS caliphate. To give the Salem witch trials, ISIS, and Hitler the credit they're due, at least they're honest about their intentions. This cannot be said of many, if any, of the attendees arriving on private jets to the city. The majority of the free world, led by the biggest fraud of them all, LGB or FJB if you prefer, is under a cloud of threatened house arrest. And as Anna Sawar threatened last week on BBC Question Time, door-to-door 
poison mandate hit squads of an experimental biological agent not even qualifying under the time-honored definition of V-A-C-C-I-N-E. The English-speaking world and Europe, bar Nordic countries, are diving headlong into this tyranny of governments which will coerce, threaten, arrest, and cancel anyone who stands in their way. The pace of the de- descent into hell has been a little less than that two years here that we're on. Stand, we're standing right now on the precipice of a tyrannical authoritarian government from which we're likely never to recover. The World Disease Scare was the tool that they used to ensure everyone covered their faces to make their crimes a little less distasteful to their psychotic plans. If they can't see your faces, you essentially don't exist. Makes all the easier to wipe you out and reduce the global carbon footprint. To zero, mind you. Which is the next big scare, which they've been trying to get off the ground since the 1990s, with Al Gore's catastrophically wrong predictions on global warming, now dubbed climate change. Over the last 20 years or so, successive governments have had the opportunity to brainwash or psychologically condition all those in education so that we have 5 to 35-year-olds who buy all of this unscientific blabberdash hook, line, and sinker. At the same time, the government-sponsored BBC and all other bought mainstream media channels have been pumping out a constant diatribe aimed at misinforming, demoralizing, weakening society, and dumbing down the masses to the rest of us. Standing up for elections and even organizing election campaigns has made absolutely no impact on the grip on power of those who are easily corrupted and self-serving. As time has progressed, almost all high-profile commentators have slowly bought into the agenda and hegemony and sliding left into where we are now, very close to an authoritarian, mega-corporate-sponsored fascism. The descent into democratic hell has been a slow one, conducted over at least 20 years. The successor to the communist leaders of the USSR, Vladimir Putin, recently chastised the West for its liberal policies on gender change in school children, and rightly so. I'm quite sure Putin would have much more to say on many other oppressive and ill-thought-out, or more accurately, destructively thought-out policies in the West. The only reason we heard about this option was because the government and a complicit bought-and-paid-for mainstream media chose to report it in the belief that it would pile the hate on Putin. An actual hate crime, which doesn't really count, apparently, because it's government-sponsored, right? Those paid by the state have been quiet, obedient, and compliant for a long time due to their livelihood being at risk, and as the size of the state has continued to grow, that silent block of UK voters has grown with well over 50% of the workforce in the employment of the government is Scotland. Turkeys, no doubt, wouldn't vote for Christmas, and a possibly dangerous ripple effect to their livelihoods 
Hence, the SNP continued support despite all of their crimes, mismanagement, and destructive policies in Scotland. If it were possible to rid Scotland of this mass socialist bloc and its leaders, including the wannabe authoritarian Anna Sarwa and his door-to-door poison puncture hit squads in that, it would be a magnificent country and may have a chance of leading the world out of this global oppression and tyranny that has set in. How nice to mount a campaign from the north to embrace northern England and push south until the UK was united in common sense, possibly continuing the march to Gaul and across Europe and then worldwide. Freedom and Christian values being our banner. Sadly, it appears to most that they are quite happy not to upset the apple cart due to their positions of pseudo-power and status, salary, and perks of the job. What a state of affairs. Children being coerced to get a risky puncture for a non-child disease as far as they are concerned. It is time for mediocrity and our elected representatives and the old left-right feudal arguments to stop. Freedom or servitude is the choice we have to make. Powers that be, you've gone too far. May it be our last Halloween as ghoulish as this one. Daniel 9.27 He will confirm a covenant with many for one seven. The Antichrist will participate in the formation of a seven-year peace treaty. This treaty will mark the beginning of the final seven years of this age. But to understand the significance of the treaty, it is important to understand what the Holy Bible says will happen before and after the treaty. He will establish a kingdom seized through intrigue. He The king of the north will be succeeded by a contemptible person who has not been given the honor or a royalty. He, the Antichrist, will invade the kingdom when its people feel secure, and he will seize it through intrigue. That's Daniel 11.21. Prior to the Sixth Trumpet War, the Antichrist will invade a kingdom at a time when its people feel secure, and the Antichrist is not of royal blood, and he is not elected. He seizes the kingdom through intrigue. There will be an unprecedented war. Then an overwhelming army will be swept away before him, the Antichrist. Both the army and a prince of the covenant will be destroyed. That's Daniel 11.22. The number of the mounted troops was twice 10,000 times 10,000. I heard their number. A third of mankind was killed by the three plagues of fire, smoke, and sulfur. Revelation 9, 16, and 18. The end will come like a flood. War will continue until the end, and desolations have been decreed. Daniel 9, 26. The Sixth Trumpet War will involve 200 million troops and result in the death of one-third of mankind. Based on the carnage and desolation, this war will probably be nuclear. But what if it was biological, as in worldwide disease? 
In order for the world to survive, a global peace treaty will be established. This unprecedented war will result in an unprecedented treaty. There will be a treaty of ten kings. The ten horns you saw are ten kings who have not yet received a kingdom, but who for one hour will receive authority as kings along with the beast. They have one purpose and will give their power and authority to the beast. Hmm. COP26? That's Revelation 17, 12, and 13. And I saw a beast coming out of the sea. It had ten horns and seven heads with ten crowns on its horns and on each head a blasphemous name. Revelation 13.1 I noticed on their opening night on their YouTube channel, Vatican News, every speaker referred to Jorge Bergoglio, their pope, as father. Every time the speakers, they were not even Father, it was Holy Father. And every time these speakers would address him, I would scream, Blasphemy! Because it is. The global treaty, this thing, it creates a global beast. And I would say it does. It's a powerful geopolitical entity that includes a union of ten kings. Because this is a world event, the ten kings are likely to be the leaders of the ten most powerful nations of the world based on nuclear power, military power, and economic power. A recent list of countries with nuclear weapons indicates that the ten kings are likely to be Russia, United States of America, European Union, China, Great Britain, Pakistan, India, Israel, North Korea, and Iran. The ten world leaders will set aside national sovereignty in the interest of world peace. They will give their power and authority to the global beast. The global beast? The beast I saw resembled a leopard, but had feet like those of a bear and a mouth like that of a lion. The dragon gave the beast his power and his throne and great authority. One of the heads of the beast seemed to have had a fatal wound, but the fatal wound had been healed. The whole world was filled with wonder and followed the beast. People worshipped the dragon because he had given authority to the beast. And they also worship the beast and ask, Who is like the beast? Who can wage war against it? Revelation 13, 2-4 The global beast described in Revelation 13 is a combination of the four beasts described in Daniel 7. This beast has the mouth of a lion, Great Britain, the feet of a bear, Russia, and resembled a leopard, the European Union. The terrifying beast described in Daniel 7 appears to be Islam. The dragon, Satan, gave the beast his power and this throne and great authority. People worshipped the beast and the dragon, Satan, because he had given authority to the beast. But because Satan is the father of lies, the people probably won't realize they're worshiping Satan. The fourth kingdom, or fourth revolution, 
Finally, there will be a fourth kingdom, strong as iron, for iron breaks and smashes everything, and as iron breaks things to pieces, so it will crush and break all the others. Just as you saw that the feet and toes were partly of baked clay and partly of iron, so this will be a divided kingdom. Yet it will have some of the strength of iron in it, even as you saw iron mixed with clay, as the toes were partly iron and partly clay, so this kingdom will be partly strong and partly brittle. And just as you saw the iron mixed with baked clay, so the people will be a mixture and will not remain united any more than iron mixes with clay. That's Daniel 2, 40-43. This fourth kingdom, also known as global beast, is the beast out of the sea described in Revelation 13. This kingdom beast is created by the seven-year treaty, a union of ten powerful kings. But this kingdom will not remain united because the people are extremely different. Islam is very different from any other geopolitical ideology. It is extremely intolerant of any religion but Islam. The combination of Islam with people from any other religion in the world would definitely result in a divided kingdom like iron mixed with clay. Then there is the great city. The woman you saw is the great city that rules over the kings of the earth. That's Revelation 17:18. In addition to creating a global beast, the seven-year treaty will also establish a great city from which to enforce the new rules of global living. The name written on her forehead was a mystery. Babylon the Great, the mother of prostitutes and of the abominations of the earth. Revelation 17, 5. With her, the kings of the earth committed adultery, and the inhabitants of the earth were intoxicated with the wine of her adulteries. Revelation 17.2 The Holy Bible refers to that great city as a mystery, Babylon the Great, the mother of prostitutes and the abominations of earth. As such, it is a city that condones things that are abominations in God's eyes. The Sixth Trumpet War appears to have started on September 11, 2001, but has not yet reached its climax. Because that war is blamed on religious extremism, the world will demand tolerance of all religions. For the time will come when people will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. They will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths. That's 2 Timothy 4, 3-4. Under the guise of religious tolerance, the world will become even more depraved. The great city will eventually encourage people to indulge in virtually whatever activity they choose, so long as people don't speak against another religion. There will be a betrayal of the treaty. After coming to an agreement or the treaty with him, the Antichrist, he will act deceitfully, and with only a few people, he will rise to power. Daniel eleven twenty three. 
The Antichrist will break the seven-year treaty. He will come to power with the help of only a few people. He is not elected into the powerful leadership role that he deceitfully seizes. I also wanted to know about the ten horns on its head and about the other horn that came up before which three of them fell, the horn that looked more imposing than the others and that had eyes and a mouth that spoke boastfully, Daniel 7.20. The Antichrist uproots and becomes the illegitimate successor for three of the ten kings. More than likely, the three kings that the Antichrist uproots will be Great Britain, Russia, and the European Union. Those three nations appear to be melded into the beast out of the sea. The Antichrist also becomes the boastful spokesperson of the end times beast. When the richest provinces feel secure, he... The Antichrist will invade them and will achieve what neither his fathers nor his forefathers did. Daniel 11.24 So folks, pay attention to who signs the seven-year COP26 peace deal. On Halloween night, the New World Order gathered flush from the G20 summit where they called for global punctures, a global puncture passport tracking system, and a global digital currency, and dive straight into the UN COP26 climate change summit to extort nations into climate action. Speaking of the United Nations... Did you know they and their future destiny are mentioned in the writings of the prophet Zephaniah? Take a look and see. Therefore wait ye upon me, saith the Lord, until the day that I rise up to the prey, for my determination is to gather the nations that I may assemble the kingdoms to pour upon them mine indignation, even all my fierce anger, for all the earth shall be devoured with fire of my jealousy. Zephaniah 3.8 Time Magazine created a quite revealing and very telling cover to commemorate the upcoming COP26. Time added the legend of Last Call under their logo masthead, but guess what? It actually is their last call, but in a way that none of them could ever comprehend. As of today, the entire world stands on razor's edge of a precipice that just over the other side sets you up for a seven-year path of false peace, false safety, and the revelation of Antichrist. We are fast approaching 600 days of 15 days to flatten the curve. We watch as the first responders and ER heroes of the original outbreak have become the villains of the second wave. Thousands of police, fire, paramedics, nurses, and doctors are being threatened with unemployment and financial ruin if they won't agree to receive the sacrament of puncture. If you know anything about the end times, we are at the tipping point. The fire has been lit, and the New World Order has made its move. Pope Francis 
who is named for from Jorge Bergoglio, has marshaled 40 leaders of the world's religions to preach the gospel of Gaia, protect Mother Earth, calling for radical action to deal with the unprecedented threat of climate change. Time magazine says it's the last call, and so it is. It's the last call to get saved before you find yourself face-to-face with the armies of Antichrist, offering you the mark just the way people are being made to take the you-know-what right now. On Halloween night this year, all those devils were there practicing their rituals at the COP26. Where were you?